Welcome to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. I am Gabby, your host, founder of Gabby Inspires. I empower people of all ages to embrace change. I am a motivational speaker, coach, and workshop leader. I know you are unique. And I will offer in each episode humor and skill building tools that will enable you to make the right choice so you too can embrace change. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Change. It's all about the Choice Podcast. You are so lucky to be here tonight because I'm so excited. I'm interviewing a friend of mine who has been more than a friend. He's been a mentor. He's pushed me along the way many times when I didn't want pushed. We met probably 18 years ago in Toastmasters. And through our years of Toastmasters, we decided we wanted our own businesses. We made a plan that we would meet every Friday morning and talk about our business. And I got mine started, and my friend is Walter J. Smith, the luckiest man alive. Can you say hi, Walter? Hi, Walter. (laughs) (laughs) So, Walter, you and I have talked about changes. You know change is an important part of my life, that I want everyone to be able to embrace change and to find their opportunity, but to do that, they need a choice. So you know all of this, but you have been making some big changes in your life. And I'd like to hear about that. I'd be glad to tell you, Gabby. First of all, I'd like to say thanks for inviting me on your podcast. This has been a, a long time coming, but it's here. And I'm very proud of you for sticking with it until it happens. So you're, you're living your dream, girl, and I'm trying to catch up to you. And you will. Yes, you I will. <laughs> I, well, thank you. Yes, I recently went through some major changes. After uh, 35 years in the construction industry, I've decided it's time to get out of there and follow my dream full time. So I retired last September and moved up to Exeter, New Hampshire. And got a new uh, apartment with my wife, and we are starting a brand new life. I'm starting a brand new career. I'm getting my business set up, and it's been an exciting ride for three months, that's for sure. So, yeah, we've been going through some massive changes lately. Well, okay. People that really don't know us, we came from a, a small town in Pennsylvania, and I can ask you, why did you pick New Hampshire? <laughs> I mean, of all the places, that's when I, the years, 18 years I've known you, I never heard that state mentioned. <laughs> I wish I had a nickel for every time I've been asked that. Uh, a couple of reasons. One, my wife is originally from New England area. So we came up on our honeymoon 33 years ago and explored the White Mountains. Had a wonderful time. We came back up on our 30th anniversary and relived that and had a wonderful time and found out that they have a beach. They have a coastline in New Hampshire. It's only about 30 miles long, but it does have beaches. (laughs) And so we came up over the summer and had a great time, explored the idea of possibly moving here. 
And when I found out that they have zero state income tax and zero state tax, I was like, that would be a great place to retire. <laughs> that I could tax my all the hard-earned money I've put away. And so now I'm living 15 minutes in the ocean, an hour and a half in the mountains, and lobster in any direction I want to drive 15, 20 minutes. So yeah, that's why we're here. Wow. That <laughs> that's exciting. That really is. And I I just found out I didn't know Gloria was from the north. Yeah, she had from <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island. Really? And you brought her down to Pennsylvania. That was a good thing. Her, her mom brought her down to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Thank goodness, because that's where I met her. So, yes, glad that happened. I bet we've been working on our businesses for 15 years together. Don't you think that's safe in saying that it was our dream 15 years ago to, to get our businesses up? Yeah, I think it, it started then, and it was off and on. We both had to take jobs and you know provide for our families, et cetera. So it hasn't been a full-time not to discourage anybody, it's not a full time 15 years working for this, but yeah, it's been 15 years working on us on ourselves to start getting in the right position to be in the business. And for me, it started out as a dream like, oh, this will never happen. This is if I could, I would. And, and you just start talking and, and you get the changes and you make it, and, and then you get the confidence or. I want to even say the bullheadedness is that, yeah, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's time. It's time to do it. And, and you have to have that confidence in yourself to, to make the change. And I have never had any change that's been really easy because there are issues that you have to deal with in every change. Did you find out, Walter, that it's better to deal with an issue uh, you find out you're not a little comfortable, maybe you got a little fear of it, but then you get into it and you conquer that. Have you done any of that? Have you? Yeah, I've done a lot of that. I like what Jim Rom says about change. He says, we generally change ourselves for one of two reasons, inspiration or desperation. And I've changed for both reasons. I've been fired from jobs. I've had companies downsize. I've had companies go out of business while I was working for them. And from desperation, I had to do something else. And that can be very troublesome. That can be scary. You don't know what to do. You're at loss of income and you have to do something immediately. And desperation causes you to change and you're forced to. Inspiration though, is something that you want to do. And so I think sometimes that can take longer because you don't have to do it but you want to do it. Now, if you really want to do it, yes, they can help drive you. But there's a little different motivation force from each one of those. And I've experienced a lot of those over the years. It's just a matter of becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable is the best way to say it. Because change is uncomfortable. But once you become comfortable getting uncomfortable, it's not bad. It's just uncomfortable. Get through it so it becomes comfortable, if that makes sense. What does? And, and I refer to that a lot is finding a new balance because you get to a turning point. When I give my workshops and everything I talk about, you know, when you've reached that turning point and you have to do something. And, and I talk about like, you feel like your life's on a roller coaster where you're spiraling downward and downward and rolling and up and down. And then all of a sudden you grab onto that rail and you start leaning. So you find your new balance, you get a lean. 
all that sounds scary to people and, and maybe off-putting, but it's exhilarating at the same time. <laughs> I <laughs> When you think I, I can do this and I can keep striving and, and you get it in that my first motivational speech that I was hired to do, I was like, I'm excited. Somebody wants me. (laughs) Then you go for three. So you're a professional speaker and it just builds and builds. So you have to embrace this. Embracing change is, it's so hard. My quote, well, I know Walter's heard it is, and you'll hear it many times on my podcast. Change is inevitable. But choice is your opportunity. But those three words, change, choice, opportunity. That's what I think we need to do. And that's what I'm trying to convince everyone to do that's faced with the change. And maybe you're ready to change. That's what you were right now. You were ready to change and make this. You weren't worried about being knocked off your axes or being on that roller coaster because you prepared for this. You were ready. But it's not like you lost your job and you had to pick up and move to New Hampshire. You know, that's <laughs> right. It wasn't out of desperation. It was out of choice. And that's good. But we all have these different kind of changes that they might be forced on you because of death, divorce, loss of a job. But then there's just you want to change yourself. And it's not to say that there wasn't any negatives about coming up here. There wasn't any fear about coming up here. Certainly there was. You know, you put money away, you have some things in place, but you still, you're giving up the security of a job for an opportunity of a, a, a dream to come true. And there was never a good time to do it. I just finally had to mark a a line in the sand and say, this is it. I want to get up here for the fall. The fall weather is beautiful up here. So I said, we're stopping at the end of September. We're moving up the 1st of October. And we planned for that for a number of months. And then we did it. There's still things that happened that we didn't think about or know about. or They just came upon us. So we just dealt with them as they came along. I don't know if there's ever a really good time to change. We think there is, but you just have to at some point change. You just have to go for it. I guess you found your purpose and and your desire. It's your desire, but it gave you purpose to do it. Is that what you're saying? It was now. Well, for me, it was, I've been trying to build this business, as you said, 12 to 15 years now. And I've made progress, but I couldn't seem to have enough time to do the key things to make it happen, to get that momentum going. And I knew it was going to be a matter of, I just have to get rid of my 60 hour a week job. So I would have time to do what I needed to do to get my business going. And so I was planning on, we were going to move. We were going to take a month of vacationing. And then I was going to get into doing my job or my business. Unfortunately, we took the month of vacation and moved and then COVID came upon us and wiped us out for a month. And you talk about change, it was forced upon us. You know, we couldn't leave for two weeks. It was 14 days of quarantining. Uh, I didn't get a chance to leave the place except for to walk outside around the yard. But then finally, after about 12 days, I said, honey, we're going to go in the car and walk on the beach. There's enough room. We can stay away from people <laughs> and still see the beach and have a little bit of uh, time. But 
we were just too tired to really walk much on the beach. It was weird. So we kind of lost a month, but then December came along. We started getting back into gear and uh, here we are in January. My son just got married. There was a big change. We had no family and my son got married and now I'm going full force and working eight to 10 hours a day on my business while I'm in my business. So I'm very much confident that it will be ready for launch in March. Okay, so I have like six steps that I go through when I give my workshops and, and they, they all relate to the word change. It's choice and honesty and attitude, need, gratitude and evaluation. And it goes on and I will be explaining those more to everybody listening into the podcast. I'm going to give a whole podcast on those. But you had to have a plan, too. I want to hear your plan right now. When you say you work eight to 10 hours a day, is this trying to find leads or, or are you honing your speaking skills or all of the above? Well, I've always worked on my speaking skills through Toastmasters. So that was an easy transition. Before we moved up here, we came up three or four times to scout around for areas to, to live and work. And while I was here, I did go to several Toastmaster meetings. So I laid the inroads to keep my Toastmasters alive and and working. So I still work on my speaking skills with my local Toastmaster club. I also did some presentations for the Rotary clubs about how the Rotary and Toastmasters have their alliance to try to get more Rotarians up and running faster and to give uh, Toastmasters a chance to be of service to the world using their skills. It's been a great alliance. And I'm actively building that up here. So that helped me make it a little easier transition in my speaking part. What I didn't have in place was a website or a lead funnel or a way to get leads. And so that's been my big plan the last month as I uh, got my website underway and got the bones of it up. And it's just starting to come to take place. And now I'm working on getting the official mission statement and my business plan. I've got working with SCORE locally, which is retired businessmen that know how to do this stuff and they volunteer their time. So I'm working with them to get my business plan set up. And I'm working with a marketing agency to get my webinar. I'm going to do a free webinar and then to try to get leads out of the webinar. So I'm working on getting all that lined up. And that's, that's exciting. So a lot of times you have to do hire some professionals to make the big changes, or you can stumble through for a lot of years trying to do it yourself. You probably know what I mean there. It's, it's oh, tough. I do. I do. Because I, I had one website. I've just got a new website designer that we're working on a new website for myself and photographs, things that you didn't think were important, all of a sudden are important. And <laughs> You need someone besides, you know, your husband or your wife taking your picture. (laughs) That's And again, we're both not working after all these years of working and bringing in income. So now we're still spending money. And that's like, oh, you know, (laughs) I know you, you worry about that, too, and everybody. But this is something because we've known each other a long time. And and I don't hide this from anyone. But. I have a higher power that I just put a lot of faith into that and we're going to get there. And I know 
I know Walter does too. And that is a comfort to me. I, I really get a comfort when I know that there's someone on my side. <laughs> for, for sure. I, I've got a mantra that I've used for years and years and years uh, that I'd be glad to share with you and your listeners. It's simply, I believe I'm divinely guided. I believe I always make the right choice. And I believe God will make a way where there is no way. And with those three statements, there's not a situation that I can't get out of on a good note. There's nothing I can face that doesn't need to be faced down. And it's very strong. When you've got that higher power on your side, wow. <laughs> you got to slice everything with you. Yeah. It is. And I'm glad faith is important to you too, because it really is to me. And the affirmations every day. I am a podcaster. That's, <laughs> I've just said that for years. And here I am. So you certainly know my favorite tagline, and I've been saying this for over 12 years. Is, I am uh, Walter J., the luckiest man alive, TLMA. And I, I told myself that until I started believing it. And it pulled me out of a very dark time of my life and turned me around and got me focused on what was good and what was right and what needed done. Instead of focused on what was bad, how, how bad can it get and who can I blame? Yeah. So it was it was changing my focus. And that's another one of my favorite sayings where focus goes, energy flows. So you need to focus on what you want to have, not what you're going through. Exactly. And live live where you want to be, live backwards to overcome your things you have to go through today, because they're temporary. If you don't focus on them, if you stay focused on them, you'll have them forever. But if you focus on where you're going, then that will draw you towards it. And that's why I've, I call myself the luckiest man alive. And now I truly believe it. And things happen to me all the time to prove that I am the luckiest man alive. So why not keep it? And, and I also believe that people have been taken out of my life that weren't good for me. You know, that I've been removed from situations that weren't good for me. And when I think back, when you go through any of these changes, it's hard. Maybe I didn't want them to leave my life. Maybe I liked them. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I liked that job and then it ended. But there was always a positive at the, you know, when I kept looking and there, there was a reason and there was something always better on the horizon. And I've learned to accept that, that there's, there's good everywhere and you can make it. And I, I think part of that also, it's that comfortable. You're comfortable in a job. You're comfortable with those people. Maybe not that you even like them per se, but you're comfortable. Yeah. And that fear of the unknown, if you didn't have that person in your life, who else would you have in your life? And that could be scary because what if a worse person came up? Yeah. But then I brings us back to one of your words choice <laughs> you can choose who you're going to have in your life and so i talk about trading up all the time if i can get rid of a lower thing to trade up for a higher thing and i keep doing that over and over i'll be able to make my way ahead in the long term i'll be way ahead of where i was if i didn't choose to give something up for a higher choice so yeah that choice thing you mentioned is a very very important yeah, and it, and it is. That's your opportunity. You you can do nothing or you can make a choice. And 
you might be all right doing nothing. I mean, I'm sure there's people that have survived just doing the same thing day after day, but that's not <laughs> you and I. I mean, we... <laughs> That's, that's the probably not anyone listening to this podcast, right? There's a difference between survive and thrive. Yeah, you can just survive, but I'd rather thrive and choose to thrive. That's it. I mean, it just is amazing. And I don't know, Walter, there's just so many things. How do I want to ask this? I don't want to sound negative. But what was your biggest scare when you went up there? Let me tell you, was there something that scared you for a little bit? Just people know that. <laughs> well, finding a place to live was a little scary. Okay. The whole area, we didn't know a single person except the few friends I'd kind of said I had to Toastmasters, but it was a whole state. Now, to get in perspective, the whole state of New Hampshire has about the same population as Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, as Greater Pittsburgh. So there's people, but they're spread out. So there's a whole bunch of little small towns. And so the scariest thing was trying to find like a, a quote unquote small town, but it wasn't too small because my wife wouldn't be able to maybe walk to work or walk to the market. So it had to be small enough to do that, but it had to have some opportunities for, for employment for her. So the scariest part was when we finally had to make a decision of where we were going to stay. From a three-bedroom house to a three-bedroom apartment, it was a little scary of how much stuff we had to pack and get rid of to try to, try to make That's it all. Scary. I know your house. You had a huge house. Yeah, <laughs> and a nice size yard and 100 acres behind us that we could use. And now we have a little side yard, no front yard, very little backyard. So the scariest thing was probably how we're we going to be able to get by in this little place. And uh, that's been, we've been able to work through it, but it's been uncomfortable at times. <laughs> it's becoming more comfortable and uh, we'll, we'll get through it somehow. It's temporary, again, for a year or 18 months until we can find a better place to trade up to. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel sometimes, I remember back when I was first getting started on my own as a single person, I had my first appointment and it was nothing to write home about. But it was a place to hang my head and then sleep and shower. And then I look forward to moving up and moving up. And so we kind of have that opportunity to do that again. We find a better place to live or a better apartment. And that's what we look for. But that's probably been the scariest. It is. And it's, I mean, even with that, you knew you were going to do it. I mean, you had the confidence. I can see it and I can hear it in you that, that you did it and you created your space to make those changes. You have your space, you're doing it, you're moving up. Because again, those are some of the things that to embrace change, you got to have a purpose. You have a purpose. You have the desire. You have the space. You're just doing everything that Gabby would tell you to do. Uh, that's <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you're proof. I do. I do. And um, another thing that I always say is accountability. And it's probably pretty hard right now because Gloria would probably be the one, your wife, being accountable there. I mean, is there anyone you talk to that makes you accountable? Do you have, I know when we used to meet everything, you kind of held me accountable to living my dream. Did I do anything? Did I make a purpose? You were always there asking me, what'd you do this week? You know, <laughs> is there anybody doing that for you now? 
Accountability partners are, are very important. When we were together, that was nice that we had that because I didn't want to let you down. So I knew we were going to meet. I had to make sure I got the progress I needed to get or the learn if I couldn't get it. So we go back and discuss that. And that's always been important to me to look good in people's eyes. And I use that as a positive, not as a braggadocious thing, but as a driving force to make me do that extra work. And so having an accountability partner is, is very important. And for me, right now through the move was probably my two, two boys, my sons. I certainly didn't want to let them down. And it was a major change and they didn't want me to fail and I didn't want to fail. So I had to prove to them that what I was doing was good and right. And it's been very helpful. And they also asked, hey, dad, how are you doing? Is that the best thing you should be doing? Or how's it coming along? So they, they take an interest. So it helps to have someone that, that's, that knows you uh, and they can help you hold accountable. So it's my sons have done that for me. Yes, they've been good about that. Am I allowed to hold you accountable now? You sure can. <laughs> I thought I'd ask. <laughs> well, right. And we, we, we've always done that. But yes, we make it a little more formal. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I know. I mean, it is, it is good that I know when I talk to you, Walter, that you're not going to let me hand you a line. <laughs> that, oh, it's good. I'm doing this. You're going to question me on what I do and how I did it and why I did it. And I appreciate that. Because hopefully it feels like I'm coming from love and that's what it's about. It's not trying to, you know, put you down on something, but it's like, hey, I love you, sis. What, what are you doing about this? Come on, let's get going. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I take it. No, I, I think we've always had, we always hit it off with that relationship, but, but we had that trust, I think, right away. We always mm. we trusted one another. And I guess that's the word that when you want someone to hold you accountable, you want them to, because right. you want your best interest, but sometimes you get blinded by something and someone else can say, you know, move over here, do this, try this, or use another word. I, I don't know. We've had so many of these back and forth. What's your advice to people? When I want people to talk to me, uh, one of the things that you asked me today was who was my target group. And I, I said, anyone who wants to make a change. <laughs> and and it, it is. But my target group is young adults that maybe just graduated from college, getting married, yeah, when they're starting out in life, because there is so many options they have. There's so many ways they can go and turn. And there, I like them to know that there isn't a wrong way because you always have free choice. If you're not happy where you're at, you can continue to move on and to grow. And you may not even know today what you want to be tomorrow. It could just change overnight. You could have a new experience that thought, wow. I want people to be aware and not to get stuck in a mousetrap. What do I want to say? Just in that same old grind to do that. But I also worry about with today's society is social changes. I really think it's more important than ever to get people involved in their local governments. Have you met anyone in your local government out there? Or are you going to move, go to any 
municipal meetings or anything? I just recently we we contacted the Chamber of Commerce. And so I've been down to my first uh, meeting with them and uh, taking their online class, how their website works. And so I will be getting into networking. I, we just started in, in October a little bit and then the COVID hit. And so yeah. my networking went to zero overnight. So yes. well, it wasn't much to begin with, so it went to probably negative something. So I've, yes, the, the networking is starting, starting to come back up. It's interesting up here in New England because there's two things that I don't like to talk about is religion and politics. Oh, really? <laughs> but there's a lot of people that you, you hear that say, oh, it's a very democratic area, but not necessarily. It's uh, New Hampshire seems to be, well, live free or die is our state motto. <laughs> so they have a lot of people I think are, are hidden Republicans, but they, they act like Democrats. <laughs> they don't want to talk about it because they don't let you know. But uh, it's uh, the government is uh, in its place. You do have a Republican and Democratic area up here, so it's uh, it's going to be fun to find out what what how I can help out when I get involved more. Well, my last jobs were with local government, two different local governments that I worked for, and. What an awakening that is. My goodness. I, and these were neighboring communities and the difference that they were run and how they were run and everything. And I thought everybody should at least attend their local meetings a few times a year just to see what's going on. Because when there's an election, a new election, it, the that everything changes, you know, if they hire a new, if they elect a new representative. And then the other thing is the school boards. Oh, I never went to a school board meeting till my kids were in seniors in high school. And that's a little late to start uh, worrying about the school that your kids are going to when they're in senior high. You know? <laughs> but again, we had a pretty good school area and things were run pretty smoothly as far as I was concerned, but it was on the news. Now what our children deal with today was, is something I never had to deal with in my life or my children going to school, never had to deal with it. And now it's a different world. And I think every parent, should know what's going on in the school where their children are. That's very important. Your children are your greatest gift to the world. <laughs> That's You're right. It's, um, I think more people should consider homeschooling as an option. Oh. If they can own spouse at home. That's an important thing too. But, you know, you mentioned things about any kind of recommendations I would have or uh, words of advice. I, for me, it's 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 you know it's all about luck. How do you define luck? And I think of luck as an acronym. And for years and years and years, we've been under this acronym of laboring under competitive know-it-alls. We're all laboring under competitive know-it-alls. I was taught get, do real good in high school, so you get good grades, so you get into a good college, and do real work real hard in college, so you get good grades. So you get a good job. 
and you work real hard in a job so you can get a better job than somebody else and you can get more ahead. And it's always been competitive. It's about who's the better, stronger person. And competitiveness is not the answer because we look at our workforce today, 50% of the people hate their jobs. That's a strong word. It is. 50% of people hate their jobs. Over 75%, actually 78% of the people are disengaging from their job every day. So they're mentally somewhere else while they're sitting in their cubicle, thinking about something else or doing something else, not doing their job. So we have to ask ourselves, how good are products are we producing? How good of services are we creating in the world when people are disengaging and hating their jobs? And that's all part of the old luck mindsets, the competing and the know-it-alls that think they can tell you how to do it. So I think it's important for us to understand we need to redefine luck. I've got several ways I can redefine. I don't know how you might redefine, but you know, the one way is just living universally correct knowledge. What are the laws of the universe? And you know, people don't know about the laws, but they're out there and God put the universe in place and put these laws in place to keep it running smoothly. And we, for example, the law of gravity, right? We all know about the law of gravity. Okay. So in one case, if you're standing on top of a water tower and you've jumped off, I don't care if you meant to jump off or fell off, gravity is going to pull you down. And that sudden stop at the end is probably going to take your life. So regardless if you fell off the water tower or jumped off the water tower or passed out, whatever, it doesn't matter what the intention was. The law of gravity is always going to work. So can we say the law of gravity is bad because it causes death? Well, not exactly because, you know, what's inside that water tower. There's a whole bunch of water that gravity tries to push down, and that forces the water so that we have water pressure in our houses. We wouldn't have indoor plumbing if it wasn't for the water tower. So gravity in that case is very good. We need the gravity. So Gravity is not the good or bad thing, but how you align with it or go against it makes it good or bad. And I think that's true in every aspect of our life. When we understand what these laws are and we align with them and work with them, life can be good, we get good results. But when we tend to go against them, they cannot change. And so we feel the pain of change. And that way we can choose to align with them or live with the pain of going against them. So when I come back to that real basic laws of the universe, and that's why I focus on luck, because my, my position right now is to teach everyone about these laws and how to properly apply them in their life so they can change their luck for the better. Now, recently, I've had some other ideas on these other definitions of luck. For example, you can be loving unconditionally with compassion and kindness. So if I was going to just speak with the church youth group, I would talk about that definition of luck. So there's more than one definition of luck. And that's what I'm out right now is how do you define luck? And depending on how you define luck is how your life is going to be. It is. And that's attitude. That's one of the things I talk about attitude all the time. If you're miserable, <laughs> you're going to find misery. You know, that's that's just it. And the law of attraction. There you go. There's one of your laws working for you. The law of attraction will bring more misery into your life. Yep. 
and that's yep. so that's it. But I think we're about ready, probably Walter, to wind this up today. And I wonder if I invited you back for another podcast, would you join me? I'd be glad to. Sure. And that's great. Why don't you give everyone your website? Is, are you ready to hand out your website yet? I will. It's, it's under construction, but then go there because every week we're going to be adding more good stuff to it. It is Walter J. TLMA.com. It's Walter J. TLMA.com. And that's the hyphen. You don't spell out D A S H. It's just the hyphen. Yeah. So Walter J. TLMA.com. All right. And Again, thank you so much. And I'm so proud of you because you're my friend and you're doing, you're living your dream and I couldn't be happier. That's it. And Gabby, I have to say I'm proud of you, Em, of you having the webcast and the, the podcast and doing the things you're doing. It's, you're, you're taking bigger, bigger steps than baby steps now. You're taking real steps into your, your dream and that's great. I'm proud of you. Folks, thank you for listening to Change. It's all about the choice. And I think Walter and I proved that to you tonight. So goodbye, good luck. See you next, well, in two weeks. Bye-bye. Hey, friends. It's that time again. Time to say farewell for this episode. Thanks for listening to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Invite me to speak to your group or hold a workshop. Go to my website at GabbyInspires.com or text me at 724-524-3464. What do you want to change? It is your choice. I will see you in two weeks In the meantime, be sure to check out my other episodes. Farewell.